mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 326 of There's No Place I Tear, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And I am readjusting to my new settings, to my new old settings. Uh, today, we are watching Stargate Universe. Yes. Season one. Yes. Episode eight. Uh-huh. Time. Yeah. AKA, for a moment there, I thought we were in trouble. Because why not? Exactly. I was. I had just gone back to the future. That's back to the future is pretty good too. (laughs) But we both just go straight. Yours at least is a quote from a movie. Mine's just the name of movie movie. name here. That's like um, we decided uh, when Glass Onion came out in theaters, we went to go watch it. Yeah, and we were watching a pre like you know the trailers for movies coming out. There's this interesting trailers. Gerard Butler, you know, people on an island. There's a killer. Yeah. And we're like, this is almost interesting. It's like a weird action movie. Seems yeah. kind of cool. And then when they show that, people may know what I'm talking about. When they said the name of the movie, the entire theater started laughing. Like, <laughs> Oh, I think I remember this. The movie is just called Plane. Yeah, I remember this. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and we decided... <laughs> We made an entire. We made up an entire lore about how Drakey named it. Yeah, because if we heard me talk about my dog, my little my little doggy yeah. Grago, uh-huh. my little Dum Dum, oh. he's like thoughts are small. Intelligence, no need for bigs. Intelligence of six. Yeah, no need for bigs. No. Just small. Yeah. Protect. What's the name of this movie, Drake? Plane. Plane. Gotta go. That's my two o'clock. And so in our head, he's got like this little office chair. Yeah. And he's he looks like the Tom Cruise executive. I was about to say, Trump listen, Thunder. Top Gun is also named Plane. Yeah, Plane. <laughs> Do you want a round two? Nope. It's the name of the movie is Plane. So for this thing, we were like, just name of movie, a.k.a. name of movie, Drakey, a.k.a. this episode. The end. I love I love Drakey so much. He's a good little dude. He's a good little weirdo. And if you're catching up on on the Legend of Vox Machina, if you've met Grog, you've met Drake. You've met her dog. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> he's the bestest boy. He's, he's just a good just he's just a good boy. He really is a good boy. We had a we had a weird run in with another dog yesterday, and he. Um, admonish the dog for being rude to his mommy. Yeah. He has a heart of gold and will love everyone with every pound of his body. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he will. He loved me with a couple teeth last night, too. Well, sometimes the teeth just gotta get in the mix That's what I mean, with every pound of his body. (laughs) Thankfully, we've learned how to keep his nails short so he can't love you with his claws. Or talons, as we like to call them. Yeah, I mean, they find ways. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's less talons involved in the love fests. How have you been? How was your week? It was a week. I feel <laughs> like we were just recording. Yeah. Um, It's a week that went by very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I have not finished any new books, but I am still reading... Um. 
the Star Wars anthology from a certain point of view. Ooh, mm-hmm. There's some fantastic stories in there. I did finally, and this was not because I didn't want to watch it, but just one of those movies that got away from me. Oh, yeah. I finally watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, my God. Stunning film. I need to watch that again. I love Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. With my whole heart. Yeah. With every pound of my body. Every pound of my body. <laughs> if Jamie, like, or Jamie Lee Curtis as well I know. in that film. So Really, just, everybody's great in that movie. Yes. Um, I started reading a series that both you and uh, boyfriend, fiance, domestic partner, husband, Jesse, have been talking about forever. Well, here's the thing, though. That yeah. I, I really, if I was a lesser person. Yeah. I would be doing I told you so's more yeah, oh, yeah. to Jesse because this is a series that I have loved for many years. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'm going to start reading it. And I proceeded to do what I do best of gush all the reasons yeah. why he would love this series. Yeah. And he started reading the first book and he goes, this book is trash. I'm like, listen, I told you the first book was trash. Yeah. I never shied away from that point. <laughs> the series as a whole is great and it gets better. He started writing it because of a dare. So that's funny. Bite me. And then he he was like, I can't get through this. I can't get through this. And then finally he goes, oh, I these are these are really good. And I'm well, like, we, uh, he unlocked the key. Yeah. The unlocked the key. And um, and the key is for any of you Buffy heads out there is to get the audiobooks because yes. they're read by James Marsters. We should point out that we're talking about Dresden Files. Yeah, <laughs> the Dresden Files series. I just realized either one of us, I had jumped the gun and interrupted you. And yeah, that it. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, you, you'll like this. And I promise you'll like it. I pro- promise you'll like it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I can get it into, if I can read it with my ears, I will read it. So- Great way to read these books, by yeah. the way, for anyone who's interested. <laughs> um, but so I started that. I'm replaying Rise of the Tomb Raider for no other reason than goddamn that game's good. I started re- replaying um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the one that I've told you you will enjoy, which I will be starting possibly <laughs> later today. Um, but then I was like, I was playing Shadow, and then I kept thinking, remember that part in Rise when this happens? And then, remember <laughs> that part in Rise when it's the- so like maybe I need to replay Rise of the Tomb Raider. So that's where we are um, in preparation for the new Harry Potter game that I will have by the end of tomorrow because PlayStation pre-orders. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the time you are listening to this episode, I will have it. <laughs> and I'm just going to play Tomb Raider and be sad that Jedi's delayed for another month, but be yeah. glad because that means it's a better game, but be sad I have to wait a month longer to but, play Jedi so listen, Survivor. I told this to to brother matt as well because the pc release of uh the last of us yep has been delayed and i said the delay is small which means there's a couple of things they want to fine-tune yeah it's only a month versus holy hell we need to rehaul this game yeah i mean who knows when we're gonna get starfield yeah at this point <laughs> yeah someday um also speaking of the last of us if you have not oh, God, watched last week's episode <gasps> and cathartically sobbed at this point yeah if you the episode we're talking about by the time you get this is two episodes back yeah it was i don't remember i don't there's an actual name to it but it's just the long long time is it long long time yeah okay. Uh, after the song that is the oh, key of duh. the episode i was just calling it the bill and frank episode yeah, yeah as far yeah. as i'm concerned that's the yeah. name of it if you played the game 
the the tweaks from the game to the TV series are really good. Really, really fucking good. I think this is a beautiful case of having the creative staff from the game involved with the show and also full-heartedly acknowledging how to best adapt it for a different medium. I Yeah, there's a lot of things... Um, a lot of things about that episode that make it good. Mild spoilers, um, but not really. One of the things that I thought was really cool that they talked to is, uh, I think it's Craig Mazin is a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking to him and to Neil Druckmann, who's the writer of yeah. the original game. Um, when they filmed this episode, they're like, we are both cis men. Yeah. It felt really important, not only that there would be representation, but very specifically middle-aged gay men with partners. Yes, they I remember them saying that. Input, input on this episode and and I think there's a reason why this episode felt so organically easy to connect to like as far as like yeah that's what you do for the people that you fucking love like down to the editor because they were real there was Mm -hmm. yeah there was real people attached to this who could be like speak on a relationship yeah um i thought it was great i thought it was really really fucking cool um i sobbed myself to sleep yeah (laughs) after that episode so it is definitely an emotional one yes i i think it's gonna be one of those things that i go back to in moments of like hey i'm not feeling well Mm -hmm. and i need a place to put this catharsis yeah so i'm gonna add it to my midsummer watch (laughs) it's gonna be one of those like oh no grace is rewatching long long time (laughs) fuck has anyone checked in on her lately (laughs) i just sat there going god damn it nick offerman yeah. Not to take away from oh, I just blanked on the other guy's name. Murray Bartlett, I think it is. Yeah. Not to take away from him. He's amazing. But because I've just known Nick Offerman's work for so much longer and I uh, I enjoy Nick Offerman in like other stuff yeah. he's done too, just as a person. Yeah, as a human. I'm yeah. like, God damn it, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Why don't you just stab that that buoy knife that you've survivaled <laughs> into the basement into my gut a few yeah. more times? Jeebus. Um that was been my week. Uh, it was a big mental health week. Yeah. Take care of your mental health week, week for me. And I like to share those because we all have those. Um, a reminder that mental health is, is real. Feeling unwell is real. Mm-hmm. And if you're in it, that's okay. You don't have to be in it forever. And you, and you won't. And that's okay, too. As Keila says, pass through fire. Yeah. That's not a direct quote. But close enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, my go-to is the only way out is through. Yeah. I think it's the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only way out is through. And sometimes the through takes a little <clears> bit of time. <throat> Don't give up. Make me do the litany of fear. November 13th, <laughs> 2009. Written and directed by Robert C. Cooper. Yeah. Both. He did both. Oh. He wrote. He, I was waiting. I was direction. waiting for you to say the second no. name. No. Written and directed by Robert right C. Cooper. Uh, this is one of my favorite universe episodes because this in all ways feels like good classic Stargate. This is one of those episodes where I'm like, how the fuck did they film this? Because when you film yeah. things, you're already filming out of order. I know. So it's like scramble the order even further. These are the ones where I have to not get caught up in thinking about the production. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck all of this. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I. This would. 
here's the thing. I would say I don't want to, but I'm also such like a chaos monster. And I'm like, no, I kind of do want to help do this. Well, I think so. It's also it's almost like it depends on what part of the production you are. Right. Yeah. For the actors, it's like, which timeline am Mm -hmm. I doing Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Where who's dead right now? Yeah. Uh, I think it's this is on the writer. Yeah. It's on the writer to be like, here's where this is. Here's where this is. This is where you like. Uh, Pepe Silvio, yeah. the fucking board yeah. with strings attaching That's things to I'm each saying. other. Like this is such a fun puzzle that I'm like, this seems like torture, but I really want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. it was, it, yeah, it's a lot of things happening. I could see this episode on either of the two previous shows. Yeah. Oh, unlike absolutely. any other episode, this is the first episode I think in universe. It's like I could see either other team doing yeah. this. Oh, yes, I agree wholeheartedly so we start with exploration of a new planet uh fun jungle planet and even rush has joined us on this trip and to quote greer welcome to the jungle it can't not be said (laughs) yep it's i i appreciate sometimes when they're saying what we're all thinking yeah 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 look (laughs) let me get the obvious thing out exactly so you don't make your friends groan that you're watching this with yes yeah uh, and a lot of this episode is filmed with these non-traditional camera shots and edits because everything on the planet is filmed with a kino. Yep. It gives it such an amazing, different tone. It's given me early drone. It's given yeah. me us early drone. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's not, I just love between sort of the glitch edits. Yeah. And the parts that are completely filmed sideways. The, it's a war film. It's yeah. like a r- guerrilla filming it's great. vibe. Yeah. So Chloe is trying some new jobs. Look at on the ship you've got to be multi-skilled. Okay. Mm-hmm. You gotta find your niches. Yeah. Niches. 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 Whatever the fuck. Niches. I uh, like that. <laughs> Just going with it now. And Eli Let's not put thoughts into people's heads about giant insects coming to bite us. Yeah. Chest exploding aliens? No bigs. No, thank you. Although I do feel for Eli, who is like, why don't you find this as cool as I do? We're on an alien planet. Yeah. It's the thing I've learned. (laughs) I think I've learned through observation. Me being the asshole that is not easily into things. Uh Uh-huh. Is that... Excitement, unlike Jan's, is not always contagious. No. It's one of those where it's like, it's not always going to work to get buy-in. No. Um, and I'm like, why? If I'm I'm excited about this, I don't understand. I will make it my life mission to find a reason why you were to get you as yeah, excited yeah. as I am. Which I appreciate. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But And I was witnessing even as we were... We were unboxing some makeup, yeah. which is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, it was like a blip yeah. on the Nixie level of of energy, <laughs> if you will. But I'm wildly excited about this makeup. I just don't know how else to show it. Meanwhile, <laughs> I found a bag of books that I had forgotten for a couple months that I, I'd gotten a 50% off sale. And I'm like, look, Grace, look at th- I forgot I had this yeah. book. Yeah. Look at the and it's like just a book that I had bought in And I'm like, two you bought ago. that for you. <laughs> Good job. Look how cool you. this is. Let me read you into uh, yeah. just... <laughs> Anyway. Yep. Um Chloe's like, it's hot and sticky on this planet. It's kind of disgusting, but at least it's fresh air. Yeah. Scott passes like both of you get back to work. Yeah. 
So later Eli has to take a breather and he complains about the heat, but my guy, Eli, mm. let's look, look look at me in the eyes, Eli. You are wearing a hoodie still. Yeah, take it. Here's Eli. I relate to Eli only in a way that 12-year-old Grace can. 12-year-old Grace had a lot of body issues. That's yeah. a lot of body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Would walk to school in the morning. My walk to school was about like 45 minutes, mm-hmm. which means it was probably like two miles. Um, And it was warm. It was warm days. Yeah. And this bitch was not taking off her hoodie for fucking anyone. No. It's staying on. I'm like, I get you have pit stains or something, but no one on this planet's going to care. You'll be Nobody more comfortable. Gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else on this planet has pit stains, It's Eli. one of those things that only 40-year-old Grace can understand. Yeah. You know, not even 39-year-old, 38, 37, 36. They're all the way down to 12. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about anything but being comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I'm prepping for a music festival uh, early this summer, and yeah. I'm like, I'm wearing my tennis shoes. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't give a shit how cute they are. No. I'm going to wear my tennis shoes, and I'm going to wear elastic waist pants. Yes. I'm going to look like a slob. I, I don't care. I have definitely learned recently that, like, I have a couple pants, and even some that I, I made that were designed to fit me, and I'm like, this shit's not comfortable. Yeah. I'm only yeah. wearing this out... I'm only wearing this out, and then I come home, and then I change into my ugly pants that have holes in them. Yeah, I am this close to becoming the lady that only shops at Costco. It's fine. <laughs> for clothing. I would if they had anything that fit me. <laughs> they do have weird sizes. They have, Well, I should say this. Like, their shirts and stuff would fit me, mm-hmm. but their pants absolutely do not fit yeah, me. Yeah, they only have, like, standard length. Yeah. I, I, could, I could crop them to make capris. That's fair. Yeah. Um... So anyway, just take your hoodie off. Uh, He's having a moment with Marsden, and clearly we aren't having this moment with a background character for any reason at all, Mm -hmm. except that so you know him when you find out he dies. Yeah. Eli then takes the Kina remote. Red shirt. Red shirt. Takes the Kina remote and zooms into Chloe and Scott, who are flirting and giggling at each other. Yeah, dude, you gotta stop doing this to yourself. Oh, it's not a good look. Mm Mm-hmm. Eli sees James um, with the keynote, sort of like checking. She's ruffling through her bag, and he he's checking on her, interviewing her, checking on her. Not sure. Yeah. Um. Clearly, she doesn't want to talk. But I will say, when Eli asks if she's okay in general, I seem to get like this little bit of a relaxing sigh from her because. When's the last time anyone on that ship has asked anyone if they're okay? Yeah, this ship is missing a therapist. <laughs> yes. They need a designated, like, Where's Heitmeyer? Health check. Yeah. <laughs> Mental health check. Yeah. How y'all doing over there? Yeah. Because <laughs> probably not good. Yep. Uh, he then turns his attention from that awkwardness to TJ and Marsden laughing nearby, like uh-huh. cracking, like doubling over laughing. Yeah. They try to like wave it off like you wouldn't, they can't explain it. And they just keep laughing. And when Eli asks what they're laughing about, they start laughing even harder. And they both walk away in different directions. And Eli's just assu- left assuming they're laughing about him. It's such a weird set of scenes. Like, yeah. Because there's really no payoff for it later. No, neither one of those. No, and so it just makes me go, like, I was like, is Eli hallucinating already? What's going on? Yeah. Like, 
It felt like a storyline that got cut. Might be. You know what I mean? The threads, were, their threads were heading somewhere and got and then distracted. They did it. And then they didn't. Yeah. The threads squirreled. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was very just like, okay, that's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, it's not? Nope. All right. Okay, bye. Forget it existed. Yeah. So they have all these different fruit they gathered on a sheet. One looks like an acorn squash, and then there's yeah. like some potatoes or something. Mm-hmm. And there's only one way to know if it's safe. Eli yeah. is happy to be the first person to try and ends up spitting it out because it's disgusting. I do like that they spread them all out on a blanket, like your trick or treat yeah, candy. Hundred percent. And it's like separate them by type uh-huh. and amounts and how many yeah. you're willing to share with others. Here's my thing. He spits it out as if, well, that one's bad. But I'm like, how many things on Earth are super disgusting until you cook it? Yeah, you got to examine it. Like, no one's eating a raw butternut squash. I'm assuming they're bringing all that shit back with them. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You Bite into an onion. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how that feels. Um, yeah. He, But he, since Eli tried the one fruit, I'm assuming fruit, the one food... He can't try anything else because you can't cross-pollinate. Yep. Because if he does get sick or has a reaction and he has two different types of new food, how are they going to know which one caused it? Yeah, this isn't like a box of chocolates, Eli. You can't just no. half bite all of them to no. see what they are inside. But you know he wants to. <laughs> yeah, oh, he does. And that's when Brody comes over and shares that Volker is puked. That can't be good. Fun. This is where things start moving quickly. Yeah. <laughs> fun's over bitches they need to we have a lot of episodes yeah. so tj checks volker he hasn't eaten anything he's hydrated he's had a headache and something hurts i mean i'm guessing something hurts we don't find out because he passes that mid-sentence Oof. scott is like hey eli dial the ship back yeah while standing there chloe just face plants yeah yikes just face first just straight down uh, she's not down for too long. Chloe I always wakes up. hope when I pass out, um, because I've had to happen a few times, I've always been grateful that my brain or some part of my body gives me like a, a three second warning. Yeah. It's like, Hey, warning, we're going down. We're going down. <laughs> Usually I can make it yeah, to yeah. a sitting position and go yeah. from there. Or just like at the very least a rotate. Yeah. So if you go down, you go down on your side. Yeah, but I've been very lucky that any time I've gone down, it's been like, warning, 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 and we're down. And <laughs> Red we're alert. Down. We're down. Red we're alert. Down. <laughs> uh, some sort, some short time later, Chloe mm-hmm. wakes up. She's getting water. She got dizzy so fast. Yeah. Uh, she does have a temperature. Her neck is bothering her as well. Scott's like, look, at this point, we're heading back to Destiny. Gather your shit. We're going. And TJ's like, yeah, except we're not. Yeah, because we're not bringing this back. No, if what they have is contagious, we're quarantined. And we need to stay that way. And we have 36 hours before Destiny leaves. So I have 36 hours to figure out what the fuck is going on. We've got deadly jungle diseases. And I like in the past few scenes, Rush has just been standing there quietly listening taking it all in i wonder like i know there's a lot of like undiscovered tribes throughout the earth yeah like i wonder if they really do have like a whole set of different diseases that we've never heard about oh yeah because we know that's one of one of the main reasons why um 
there it can be no there there's laws against contact yeah. with the tribes mainly because we would instantly kill them oh yeah our shit would absolutely kill but them but that's what i'm saying i wonder if it's a two-way street yeah yeah it's like i also wonder it's so weird to think about like what are their immune systems answers to questions there's one time on reddit i saw like a thing where it's like if you could do any experiment Maybe it was on Reddit. Maybe it was on the Adam Grant podcast. But if you do any experiment in the world without dealing with the ethical ramifications. Yeah. Where like you are free and clear to do whatever. Uh It's like that would be it for me. (laughs) Study. Study the immune immune system. Yeah. Untouched tribe. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. Okay. Um, But yeah. Russia's just. (laughs) There's my dark lord energy. (laughs) For the day. Dark lord. Um. Russia's just being their creeper mm-hmm. and then palms the Kino as it's get him. Quick credits. Yep. So they dial Destiny so TJ, while not heading back, can radio in. We mm-hmm. learned we've been on the planet for three hours. Remember that time frame. Yep. Won't come into play at all later. Never. Uh, which is why it's concerning for her that everything is moving this quickly and tells everyone, like, watch people on the ship uh-huh. because if people get sick there too, then they can rule out the planet. Yeah. And they're going to check in every hour. So everyone's just chilling. Sort of. It, it Sort of. High alert also, chill. Yeah. Well, if this is the scene I'm thinking, they're also being slowly, like, fucking tortured. Yeah, no, Greer but, is playing yeah. loud music. It, 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 here's what it is. It's not the loud or even the song itself, but the crackle of the sound, the way the sound is coming yeah. out... I don't know that everyone suffers from this, but I struggled just to watch the scene. Yeah. So the song is, it's, it's List of Demands by an artist named Saul Williams. Okay. Who I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. not familiar with his work. Uh-huh. I am, however, a Broadway nerd. So <laughs> I do know a, the show he started on Broadway. Oh, cool. It did not run for long. It was a jukebox. <laughs> this is, it was a jukebox musical. To the work of Tupac. Oh, that's awesome. Called Holler If You Hear Me. <laughs> it also starred one Christopher Jackson, whom I definitely know of. Definitely know that person. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Uh, and this is just not and this is not an audience that is in the place and time to appreciate this music. I, I'll tell you, it could be any music, yeah. but if the quality coming out has that tinny fucking yeah that is my nails the on shitty a chalkboard bluetooth speaker noise yeah yeah that is my nails on a chalkboard i cannot tell you how bothersome i feel so scott's like turn it the fuck off yeah so rush is being rush and wants is trying to find answers and wants to know everything going on mm-hmm. he saw tj giving volker and chloe some shots she's like yeah it's high dose antibiotics and yeah. he, I, I, she hates to waste them, but given the symptoms, she'd rather maybe prevent death than waste. You gotta try. And Rush has been around. He knows that she's worried about bacterial meningitis. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she's wrong, he's like, you're just wasting precious meds on a hunch. She's like, yeah, I am. What's my other fucking option? It's my job. Yeah. 
It's my call. How many of how much shit have we done on your hunches? Yeah, I Rush is definitely this is one of those cases where he's pissed because he wasn't consulted and yeah, it wasn't but you're his not idea. The medical dude, motherfucker. Well, yeah. it's also you know he doesn't like the risk reward balance of this and walks away, mm-hmm. but he also doesn't realize that the risk reward balance is not as simple in medicine. And it's such a like hold up a mirror to literally the same things you do all the time 100% now you know how everybody else fucking feels exactly so eat dicks motherfucker yeah cut to Chloe and Scott sitting with each other yeah um Greer found something and he's bringing Rush Scott and Eli out as well Scott's a little slower Eli notices it's certainly fine nothing's Mm -hmm. the worry about that it's like a tall like tree trunk termite nest yeah, thing yeah spewing sulfur gas smell stuff mm, yum 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 without hesitation rush pulls out a handkerchief to cover his nose and mouth and then looks inside with a flashlight eli's yeah. like have you ever seen alien yeah back the fuck don't up. poke <laughs> the nest Jeebus. um they're guessing this might be what's making people sick Greer's like i mean I know we're trying to keep people on the ship safe, but what if it's being here that's killing us? Yeah, Greer's always coming at things with a very aggressive approach, which I'm not mad at. No, it's... He's... Because it's not aggressive in a dumb way. He's just like... This is shit you haven't thought of yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, yeah. It's the same way he says the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. That's just how he works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. Right now, though, I think this may just cause a lot of panic. Um. So that night, Eli has to say it. He has to say it, right? Oh, boy. Him and Rush are huddled up under a tarp in the rain at night, and Eli has to say, well, this couldn't get much worse. I love this line. This was almost my AKA. <laughs> Rush knows it's just a fail- failure uh, of imagination. Yes, it's a failure of imagination. That is... <laughs> you know what? I'm changing my AKA. <laughs> failure of imagination i love that moment it's really good so to help pass the time Mm -hmm. elon wants to know rush's top five desert island movies and did you do your homework yes i was gonna say of course this is a spin from the classic bbc radio desert island discs which i really need to get back to listening to because i often love it okay i like to go and listen to the episodes it has like people i know i've never actually heard it is it a podcast Oh, well, it's been a radio show since, like, the 40s. Wow. And, yeah, I think they release them as a podcast as well, I think. So where I've listened to previous ones. Okay. But I'm they basically, it it's, that's the top five, I forget if it's songs or albums. Um, And then they get one book, and then they get, I think it's, like, the Bible or another sort of religious or philosophical text. Oh, wow. And then one luxury item. Plato's a Republic would be my philosophical. Ooh. Yep. I don't know. It might be some... It might be like Walden or something for me. Well, I feel like the, you have a lot of... Um, it's like Carl, Cosmos. It's supposed to say it's Cosmos. Actually, you know what it is? I, I take that back. It is, it is Carl Sagan. It is not Cosmos. It is his other book that he wrote... Um, that's the Guilford Lectures, the theoretical of... Oh, shit. There is something scientific experience. I've just blinked in the name of it, and I'm trying to look for it on my bookshelves, but I'm not spotting it right now. Anyway, I did do my homework. Okay. 
Should we share Eli's first before we share ours? Yes, let's okay. go through Eli's. Eli's is, of course, obvious he knows hackers. Yeah. Uh, Matrix. Old school. Sure. What and... a fucking sad list you have, man. <laughs> and the original Star Wars films, because I am on team trilogies, count as one. I agree. He says maybe Goodwill Hunting, and then later in the episode he realizes that, of course, it has to be Back to the Future. <sighs> Eli... Your list is sad. Look, I am going to tell you that when I tell you my list, you might also find it sad. It's just, there's no variety in his list. Or very little variety. It spans maybe two decades. You might also judge mine. Okay, turn it down. Yeah, okay, so, because trilogies count as one, Yep. obviously Lord of the Rings. So I have also put Lord of the Rings in there. Yeah. Let me tell you that Lord of the Rings is an exception to the decades rule. Yes. Because it was written yeah. far long ago. This is a timeless classic. Oh, timeless classic. Um, what is Now, your reason for Lord of the Rings is pretty straightforward, I feel. My reason for Lord of the Rings is because it's goddamn Tolkien. Yeah. And it is, uh, I mean, re- we've known reading Lord of the Rings was a touchdown in my life. Yeah. Watching Lord of the Rings very specifically was a touchstone in my life. Yeah. Um, they are always comfort films that I would go back to. Not only can I basically quote the all of the movies to you, but I can basically also quote the entire cast commentary tracks for you because I think I listen to those as often as I do the extended version of the films. Which leads to my reason for the Lord of the Rings, because like you. Boyfriend, domestic partner, fiance, husband, Jesse. Yeah. Also <laughs> could probably be do the visual description audio <laughs> for people if needed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like for the sight impaired. Oh, yeah. My goal would be, hey, if I watch these on the desert, I may finally get close to the level of understanding <laughs> these films. Yeah. I may finally be able to be like, which was that guy again? Why is he important? <laughs> I may find that out for myself. It's your deep reference one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be the one that I'm like, I feel like studying today. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. What's next? So my second one is, now there has to, there, <laughs> there has to be Star Trek on here for me. Sure. But because we're doing films yeah. and not TV shows. Well, that's the thing is these are your top to five desert movies. These are not your fo- top nope. five desert fi- TV shows. So it has to be Star Trek for the voyage home. Okay. Is that the whales? Yes, it's the whales. Okay. Um, accept. <laughs> it's the whales. Acceptable. It is by far and away my favorite Star Trek movie. Nice. Because there's whales. Okay. I'm yeah. going to let you finish your list before okay. I go into mine. Alrighty. My next one. People can judge me all they goddamn want. Top fucking gun. If it's a film you like, it's a film you like. Top fucking gun. Die Hard almost made it onto my list. Yeah. Um, My next one, number four, is... <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's a good one. Which is why I'm saying there's not a lot of variety in my list. I should have had that on my list, but I don't know if I'd give up for it. It's specifically The Last Crusade. Okay. I mean, if you're going to count trilogies as one, I'll take all the Indiana Jones. I think I would honestly take Raiders before I take The Last... I love Last Crusade. Yeah. It's the reason I visited Venice, because I wanted to find the door that they break down. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, if I were going to put Indiana Jones on my list, which it didn't make it on, yeah, um, I think that I would I would do Raiders. So Last Crusade is the first Indiana Jones movie I ever saw. Oh, yeah, 
I watched them in order. Let me rephrase that. It's the first Indiana Jones movie I remember watching. Mm. I guarantee you I was in the room when others played. Sure. Um, but that's the first one I remember watching. Makes sense. And my last one is where I'm going to bend the rules here a bit, okay? Okay. So if we count <laughs> if we count a trilogy as one film, mm-hmm. then there is a specific arc of a TV show that is split into four parts, but is the length of a movie. Is it DuckTales? It is not DuckTales. Because <laughs> DuckTales did that. It is not. But this is specifically, it, it could have been a film and they broke it up into four okay. sets. So it is the Siege of Mandalore arc, the final arc of Clone Wars. Oh, okay. And it's the one that I'm still getting Grace to sit down and watch. I will get to it, I promise. Yeah. You know, the, the first four episodes of DuckTales are actually the movie. It is. I know. Um, important things. <laughs> That's a pretty good list. That's my I list. I feel like it's on brand. It is very on brand. Yeah. But like, as I'm you, not like surprised. No, but as you were talking about, Eli doesn't really have a, a mine has Yours a. Yours has a little bit more depth than fucking old school. Okay. Yeah. Old school. I mean, I'm judging old school. Yes. Yeah. Yours, I think have spanned the test of time a little better than old school. This or is true. Hackers. Has anybody watched <laughs> Hackers lately? Mine has. If you haven't, here's a plug for a different podcast. It probably doesn't need us to plug them. But there is a podcast I listen to that randomly I just blanked on the name. Is it the one where she tells the other person the movies? No, that's okay. a different one. But this is one where um, I saw what you did. Okay. And it's these two um, women might be slightly older than us, mm-hmm. but they're both people of color and they bring a different perspective. Um, they're both very intelligent. One of them's like the TMC, like programming director. Okay. And they watch movies. Yeah. And then they they like react to them. So one of their double features was Hackers. Yeah. And um, I think it was Hackers and Sneakers. Oh, geez. Sneakers. Spends the test of time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I still love Sneakers. I've I'll watch that movie. That <gasps> We're going to watch that movie together. Okay. Um, but then they watch Hackers and they're like, oh, my God. It's so bad. And because they're just enough older than us, they're, they're like, did the kids like this movie? It's so bad. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we fucking ate that shit up. It's so bad, though. It is bad. I didn't see it until I was older. Yeah. I didn't see it when I would have enjoyed it. Hackers is a terrible movie. It's so bad. But we all wanted to be part of it. Um, and, you know, we have it to thank for um, Sam Regal's. Yeah. Um Hackerman ads. Uh yeah, the Nord VPN ad, yeah. the Nordverse. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um uh, okay, so mine yeah. What's yours? Um So Lord of the Rings is on mine. Awesome. For obvious reasons. Um the others are in no particular order. Okay. Midsummer. Uh, expected. It's just my comfort film. I just need it for comfort. It's fine. I know what's going to happen. I know why it happens. Mm-hmm. It's still not any less disturbing. Yeah. But I need it in my heart. Um, that one I had to fight Silence of the Lambs for. Because okay. that's another comfort film. Sure. Um, please, please stop. Please don't stop being my friend. I'm, I will always <laughs> be your friend because of reasons like that. There's yeah. enough shit that I have. Yeah. And I'm like, you're my friend still, right? Now, let's swing the emotional pendulum <laughs> in another direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one on my list is the Philadelphia story. <laughs> okay. Catherine Hepburn, a little yeah. fast talking. Uh-huh. Those are, my thing is, if I'm on a desert island and I'm feeling lonely, 
those that mid-atlantic accent is gonna mm. feel so like i'm part of this yeah and it's it's such a great insight into like the gossip of li- like the things that make social structures social structures yeah and it's just fun um and then you know you need a little whimsy in your life so i'm gonna go with michelle gondry's the science of sleep another film which i don't know that i've made you watch I i've made jesse watch it never seen i'm gonna make you watch that film i love it it's gonna make sense what the inside of my brain looks like okay i don't know how better to explain it than that sure uh if you haven't seen it i recommend it it's by michelle gondry and it stars gal garcia bernal i do like him and uh in his younger face i'm sorry i'm pretty sure he's has the is the only one he's face. got the paul rudd disease yeah he doesn't <laughs> like age he only aging. has yeah. the one face um and then the other one is a split okay and i can't figure out which of these two films so i've decided that this is one of those that you get at the five dollar bin and they're both on the same desk that's fine with it so therefore that's how i'm cheating i'm sure. cheating i'm cheating i'm cheating i cheated and picked a four-part <laughs> episode <laughs> steel magnolias and fried green tomatoes because dolly um, I, here's here's the part here's you've the never part watched either of those have here's you? the part where most of your list i've never seen oh this makes me so happy because it means i get to share this where with i you. admit i have seen the first two things on your list drink and i juice, haven't seen drink your juice shelby shelby drink your juice any of the rest of it Here's one of the things about Steel Magnolias that I'm going to spoil. It won't matter. It's fine. Julia Roberts dies of diabetes. Oh, listen. That's how schlocky and dramatic it is. I have heard enough about Steel Magnolias. Drink your juice, Shelby. I will never not laugh if somebody does that at me. It's not that I have not, like, I'm I'm immune to what happens in Steel Magnolias. (laughs) I live on this planet. Yeah. It's great. Um, It's just a different part of, like, it's one of those that's going to remind me to fucking pull myself up because yeah. I am a strong ass woman in uh-huh. any environment and get that water filtration system going. <laughs> so really, these are survival films. These are my survival films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that yours has like all of these deep moments of like pathos and like feels and minds like has whales. Way to the Look, whatever zone. everyone approaches entertainment for different reasons yes. for some of us it's escapism for some of yeah. us it's like i need to feel deeper yeah some of us is just you know sometimes you just want to have fun and watch tom cruise be crazy yeah mine i've i've never shied away i do media for escapism yeah this is fun i like this part send us yours because i want to read them all. oh for sure <laughs> for sure don't it, the 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 one thing I know that Grace never wants to hear mm-hmm. is my top five Desert Island discs because she can't handle a, a list of my top five musical just choices. Musicals, just musicals, just it was not between you and Jesse, just things. It's not all of them are musicals, but you would judge pretty much all of them. I would do my best not to. I would do my best to go. You would do your best. You would not succeed. <laughs> so, but I would try. <laughs> so the room erupted by Scott yelling for TJ and Rush standing up with them. James is now sick, which means five people because also Marsden and Franklin are ill. Yeah. TJ is like, well, there's six because Scott, you're sick too. And that's when the 
critters stop by. <laughs> so they're just straight up, they're not chest bursters, they're like chest burrowers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screaming and attacking and the military shooting at something. It's pure goddamn chaos. It's almost like the inception of where the gold came from. Yeah. It's almost like the pre-era, this is what evolved into the gold they're, as the system lords used them. They're pre-old. Pre-old. <laughs> Everyone is yelling. Rush yells at Eli to dial the gate. Once it's dialed, though, it's, like, glitchy. Yeah. Like, the event horizon, it's fritzing. And Rush is trying to call the ship over the radio. Eli just keeps asking why the Stargate is doing that. Yeah. Why is it being weird? Why is it like this? (laughs) While Rush is trying to call the ship, and people are are calling to leave, but they can't because the wormhole's weird, and more of these creatures are flying and attacking, and the Kino gets hit... Rolls on the ground sideways as we see someone rip the creature out of a person and throw it into the forest. It's mass chaos. Mass chaos the is happening. The Kino is kicked and then we see the extremely gory death of Chloe. Yeah, that's not good. As the creature good. burrows through her chest. At least it's fast. out of her back. Oh. And then she just lays there, dead blank stare at the <laughs> Kino. It's one of those where you're like, she's fine. It's a clean through and through. <laughs> It's a through and through. It's just, it's like a foot across, yeah. but it's a through through. Put a bandaid on it. Because in like the, the medical shows yeah. are always like, it's a it's a through and through, we yeah. exit wound, we're going to be fine. fine. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's an exit wound, she's fine. And then the footage freezes. Yeah. Oh. And as it turns out, none of this is happening live. The Kino footage is being watched by our main crew of people on the Destiny, including Chloe, who just leaves to vomit. Get your 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 yarn strings ready because this is where it gets confusing. And Eli, but yeah, I I mean I can't disagree with her approach. No, here. and Eli, you know, I know they had to cut your line because you're on Sci-Fi, so I will do you right. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Could imagine, you imagine? Imagine seeing yourself die. And not just die, but like die like that. Yeah, viciously. Graphically. Jesus. And, and, and it's not like it's not in a world that someone just made that as effects. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because if I saw that here in this world, I know enough to be like that you can yeah, CGI. You can that. make anything these days. So that's not scary. Don't think about that too long. Brody comes into the lab to see if Volker and Park had heard. They did. Or they're confused as to how. Um, But we also sort of see this in flashbacks. They came to the new planet. They sent a small team. It looks to be Eli, Scott, Rush, and Greer. Mm -hmm. And they have a Kino with them. But then they found a second Kino just sitting there on the ground. Yep. And the data bank is full. Hmm. The data bank is full. Sorry, I like that they did that double thing on the show, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So there's another group, um, some Marines, I think they're all Marines, um, military, talking in the dining hall. And others are watching the recording now, but James knows it's them on the Kino. Yeah. And she knows, like... It was them, that what the footage is them on the planet, gathering food, getting sick, and she's pretty sure she's one of the ones that got sick, but obviously that didn't happen because I'm fine. I'm clearly here. They also found human remains. 
Hmm. And there's a great flashback moment of Robert Carl going full Shakespearean with a skull. And we eventually find out it's not Yorick. How much fun did he well. have picking up that Oh my school. god. How many times did he go, alas, poor Yorick? <laughs> so many well. times. That is definitely somewhere a cutscene. Yeah. Or it's just different intonations. Yeah. Uh, like, just like not at all the right little, alas, poor Yorick. <laughs> I knew him well. <laughs> And then like a Cockney accent and then like, yeah, and he rapped it at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I have a, I have a hard time picturing Robert Carell rapping. It happened in my brain. Therefore, it happened. So TJ helps Chloe back into the room. She's She says she's fine now, but sure. I, I mean, are you though? Like... How I wouldn't be fine. I'd be she like, I'm not fine, but I'll make it. Wants to move past this yeah. and just wants to know how even. Uh, and immediately, Eli's hopes for an alternate reality, maybe not realizing that those exist mm-hmm. because Rush shows no reaction. <laughs> TJ's more worried about the people who got sick and wants to quarantine everyone who went to the planet to get the Kino and everyone they ran into, which is basically this group of people, including Brody, because yeah. he was in the gate room. I like Eli's dumb response to this. Yeah. We weren't there that long. It's like 30 minutes. How long do you think... (laughs) Do you think time matters to infections like this? Clearly. Look, that's not his area of his speciality. Yeah. Um, So Scott's like, you're worried because people got sick in a recording that never happened. Mm -hmm. And Rush finally speaks up that it is clearly them on the recording and somehow all of this happened. And again, Eli's worried what happened, Rush, what, what was happening with the Stargate? It was real hinky, and you never clarified what happened to the Stargate. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us what happened to the Stargate? What happened to the Stargate? Yeah. He's not sure. The connection was unstable, and it probably was dangerous to even try to go through it. Yeah. And after a pause, Young does give the approval for quarantine. The screen is still paused on Chloe's dead body, so let's fast forward past that. I like please. that she was like, I was moving past it. <laughs> <laughs> can we not can we can I not stare at my dead body on the screen? Please help me. Yeah. Back into the keynote footage. Eli is holding the keynote, recording and explaining what happened the previous night. It was rough's an understatement. Um he's barely holding it together. He explains that Chloe, James, Spencer, Marsden, Brody are all dead. Mm-hmm. Rush doesn't want to risk using the gate, even considering what just happened. The Kino cannot fly anymore. He's Eli is obviously shell shocked. Exposition, exposition, exposition. Hundred yeah. percent. He's narrating for us what happens while yeah. taping the Kino to a helmet. Um, they can't reach destiny. There's 22 hours until the ship leaves. The creatures are nocturnal and they mm-hmm. left as soon as daylight came. So they have to get the gate working before it's dark again. Yeah. Oh, and they're almost out of ammunition. Yay. Everything's great. And as he stands, everyone's like, what the fuck are you wearing on your head? Why are you wearing a Kino? Yeah. And we see that Scott is unconscious. Oh, I love the immediate vindication for Eli, though, where he's like, see? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So he continues showing us the body of Volker who was killed by the illness, not by the creatures overnight. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is getting sick. Rush is like, shut 
the fuck up. Yeah. But Eli stands his ground. He's pointing out that documenting all this could be yes. important. And on yeah. Destiny, Eli just gestures wildly. Hype man Eli for video Eli. Like, this is why I did this. Exactly. Via me. I can't imagine how satisfying that was. Oh it's like to finally be like, I fucking told you and i don't even have to be modest about it exactly because people are dying yeah eat my dick franklin the planet is like who will ever see this now destiny eli just yells at the screen we are just just let it all in tell me how i was right (laughs) let the sunshine um and that he wouldn't have to wear this kino on his head like a dum-dum if someone hadn't shot it. And again, this, like, bleed through from the footage to the current timeline of, like, side-eyeing Greer. Yeah. So Scott is not in a coma from the illness. Yeah. He was bitten. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yep. Eli feels fine compared to, uh, to, to the rest of the people that we see as he points the kino to. Who are to definitely not fine. The dead bodies. Yeah. And this is too much for even Greer to watch, and he leaves. Not going far, though, because quarantine. Yeah. And Greer on the planet found a cave, which should help them survive the night if they have to. Yeah. This is great. This is part is so hard to watch. So they make a stretcher, and they're taking turns carrying Scott through the mm-hmm. forest to the cave. And once there, that's at least a more defensible position, yeah. rather than out in the open. And... They have some quiet time, so they yeah. chat. And this is why we this is where we learn why Eli's mom is sick. Yep. So in a quiet bit still recording, Eli tells TJ that he has a lot of respect for her and for what she does. Yep. And it's not easy. And he can tell it affects her when she can't help people and she's like, Yeah. Yeah, it does. It fucking sucks. I can't do my job. And he says that his mom was a nurse. And got stuck by a needle trying to restrain the junkie in the ER. And she contracted HIV. Yuck. That sucks. Um, I find it so difficult. Like, I think if I were Eli in the current timeline watching this, I'd have to leave the room. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because you're um, just watching yourself confess everything to one person. And now everybody's watching your story. Because clearly he wasn't planning on sharing that right. particular memory. Right. Um, it also just stabs me in the guts for, you know, reasons. Yeah. I, my mom was also a nurse who yeah. worked in the ER. Yeah. And then the planet TJ is sorry and explains that. Um, Eli continues to explain that his dad couldn't deal and just left when he was 14. That part sucks just as bad. Yes. <laughs> Again, shit Eli was not planning on sharing with everyone. Yeah. Um, because I like this, I like, Eli is such a gregarious person, and he's such this open person, and he's such this ball of enthusiasm, but then you remember at the same time, there is shit that Eli's not open with. Yeah. There's shit that Eli's not going to tell people. Yeah, everybody's got something, and yeah. you know, maybe there's a reason he feels a need to put on this, like... Hey, let me find the silver lining to this yeah. energy out there. Um, you know, people who are like that haven't always had life come at them through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Sometimes it is also a survival mechanism. Yes. Um, 
that one it was that was something I had to learn as someone who's not that yeah someone who's like I'm bitter <laughs> and your happiness makes me feel weird I had to learn yeah. like oh all of it are are tools that we use coping mechanisms coping in different ways <laughs> some of it's genuine and just bleeds into the yep. coping mechanisms yeah yeah so um she had a sister and nieces or nephews that she misses and mm-hmm. her dad is a retired tailor that's and cool. i love when she's like he's actually the one who taught me how to do stitches i think that's lovely and shares that this one time he cut himself badly with scissors and sewed himself up and just kept on working. That you can tell where she got her personality yeah. from. The man's like, this is fine. It's fine. You do want that mindset, though, if you're cutting into people. Yeah. I remember multiple times my mother would threaten me. Like, not threaten me with stitches. Sure. But, like, whatever wound I had, she goes, if you don't sit there and let me deal with this yeah. then we're gonna have to go get stitches and i'm like nope i'm fine it doesn't need stitches i'm fine everything's it doesn't fine hurt at all yeah whereas i had the opposite world where they're like are you really that ill it's like i'm dying <laughs> i'm doing my best not to act like i'm dying because yeah. i'm gonna get in trouble for some fucking reason yeah. but death is happening on the inside here <laughs> my body is screaming yeah that was definitely in, in our house we learned enough of like the basic first aids that yeah. mom's like unless you're like seriously beating or you broke a bone yeah deal with it yourself yeah <laughs> it'd be really interesting to know like what it would have been like if i'd grown up in that household yeah because all my shit was internal oh yeah my parents were like you look fine i'm like i promise you i'm not yeah i promise you i'm not oh and and you know my mother well enough that we ever actually went like Something's That's wrong. That's what I mean. 100% yeah. would have answered, yeah, yeah, but at the yeah. same time, if we got cuts and cuts and bruises or whatever, <laughs> like we learned how to clean them up and you gotta and first aid them ourselves. Yeah. We knew where the giant medical tackle box is, and we knew how to treat basic first aid. Yeah, I do love that you also had a medical tackle box. Oh yeah, because I did have one of those. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. So, um, whenever me and the brother mm-hmm. and friends that she was close enough to went off to college that was actually what we got oh, is we got adorable. a first aid kit yeah and my, i actually was like the the main first aid kit on in the dorm house makes sense because who often thinks of having that yeah so whenever anyone else needed you know um <laughs> the the little the the um the little antibiotic cream yeah. and bandages or you know, the butterfly yeah. stickers or the butterfly bandages. Yeah. Anything else? I'm who they came to. It's one of the first times I didn't feel weird to go. That's my medical closet. Yeah. You don't need anything. I'm from like, there. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're like that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about as big as ours was at home <laughs> for just reasons. Yeah. Makes sense. So, anyways, Eli is afraid, again, as Eli on Destiny dies inside when hearing this. Yeah. Eli admits that he's afraid that his mom's just going to give up if he dies out here. Mm. Scott does give, like, bro reassuring backpats. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that he does that. It's one of those where that is definitely a... A reach out and touch someone's hand moment, and, uh, and I do appreciate that type of emotional weight. Yeah, 
that Eli carries, knowing that you are the person that you you don't know whether or not a very important person in your life will go on without you. Yeah. Like you genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a lot of emotional weight to carry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Greer, the background, is just setting up defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the cave, sometime later, um, Eli tells the story uh, to Rush of when he was seven or eight going to his grandfather's funeral. And for the first time realizing that he was going to die. Yeah. Less the die part, but more specifically the fact that his consciousness was going to end. Yeah. And he wouldn't be able to see what's going on in the world after that. And he says it felt like falling down a pitch black hole. Mm-hmm. That terrified him. And Rush sort of catches on that Eli doesn't believe specifically in an afterlife. Right. And Eli continues that the fear was so so much to handle at that moment that he assumed he'd get used to it and never did. Nurse is like, no, you don't, yeah. you don't get used to that. <laughs> you can't. Um, and Eli's, We're not meant to. No. And Eli admits that it still scares him just as much today. And, and Rush tries to like... I don't know, in his own way, like, lighten the mood or, I guess, make Eli feel better? It's such a (laughs) shitty... Like, it's almost like a neg. It is. But at the same time... I I understand what he was trying to do. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Rush, in his own way, he's like, this is me trying to help you so that you know that you're not alone. But, so we're clear... This is where he says, Rush shares that mortality, like, he's like, mortality isn't a unique yeah. experience. Like, f- figuring out your mortality, yes. isn't it? But uh, yes. it's like, fuck you, dude. Validate my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Validate my feelings. I know. Um, This is, this is the moment, you know, I, I, I try not to identify, obviously I identify more with McKay than Rush, but this yeah. is one of those places where I can picture in that moment I might say something like that because to me I would find it comforting that that's not a unique thing and then other people go through there but then I don't realize until afterwards that like oh that's not comforting to everyone no, oh shit I shouldn't have said that maybe well it, it becomes a thing where you you learn to navigate like is this person looking for a validation of their feelings yes is this person looking for a sense of like, I'm with you. I also feel what you feel. Yes. Is this person looking for solutions? We are not always looking to feel like part of something. Sometimes no. you just need the feeling validated. Exactly. And that is hard shit to navigate. Yes. You never. I often find myself creating solutions. Yeah. In a conversation. And my lovely, lovely husband goes, hey, I just needed to share my feelings. I'm like, got it. Back it up. Yep. That's why it sucks it's, that you feel that way. It's a thing that I've started in conversation. I'm like, before this conversation continues, yeah. Do do you need? Do you want help? Uh-huh. Or do you want comfort? Yeah. So I know which route for so, my brain to go down because I can't read situations. <laughs> yeah. So often, repeat after me. It sucks that you feel like that. It, it, it's the yeah. best you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that you feel like that. Um, it sucks because a lot of sometimes the word I'm sorry is a trigger too. Yeah. 
So it's like, it sucks that you feel that way. And I grew up apologizing for everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, feelings are hard. Feelings are very hard, which is why I am giving... I'm not giving Rush a pass, but I get where he's coming from. Oh, yeah. No, it it doesn't seem out of character and it doesn't seem mean-spirited. Maybe a little bit, but not like it's because it it feels a little bit like, yeah, Eli, we've all been there. It's not purposely Uh, mean-spirited. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it is a fun way to be able to. I did have a moment of being able to get that like very far away perspective that third person perspective on humanity mm-hmm. where i don't know how to explain it but it's like no wonder we're so obsessed with time yeah it's the one thing we don't know how much we have of it's like it's the name of the episode yeah yeah um and again this reaction is happening on the ship as well and rush points out and asks eli did that fear change you he's like he goes, did it inspire you to make something out of the short existence? And Eli's like, I'm fucking here. Yeah, basically, I'm fucking here. <laughs> I'm so here. do you need to say that to anybody on this mission? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm here and not at home playing video games. Yeah. Uh, and Rush starts talking about Ascension. Mm-hmm. And not not sure if Eli has heard of Ascension at all. Yeah. Because he asks if it's possible. And Rush like, yeah, it is. Which... You know, explaining to Eli, a man who has just stated that he he doesn't believe in an afterlife, you know, that's his big morality wall is that at the end of this, his consciousness will end. And then you just tell him that, oh, by the way, but it doesn't have to. And I've yeah. seen it. I've I, We know Ascension is real. I mean, we do. Yeah, in the show, Ascension is real. I do. And, and this is me reading into it a little. Like, yeah. the fact that he has this conversation with Eli, it's like, he's not going to have this conversation with Scott. No. He's going to be like, you'll never fucking ascend. Yeah. Hey, Eli, you might exactly. have potential to do this. <laughs> yeah. Let me share this with you. Well, I think there's also a difference of, because we know Scott's background, Scott does believe in an afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. There's a comfort in it. Yeah. But just the idea of like, or like Chloe. He's oh, not yeah. going to talk to Chloe. Like, he's not going to talk to everybody about this. No. Not even young. No. Like there's very few people that he thinks intellectually could yes. get there. He lies about it. Yeah. I bet you TJ may wear him down. Uh, yes. Because TJ is fucking smart. I think that he would never admit this, but he has a respect for TJ yeah. that he has for very few people on that ship. He so the respect that he has for TJ is that thing that you learn with certain people in workplaces where they're kind of bullies, but the minute you're like, "Hey, fuck off," yeah, they're like, "Oh, I respect you now," yeah. which is toxic as fuck, <laughs> but they exist. Yes, yeah, and I think that's what TJ does with him. Um, she's like, "I don't give a shit that you're technically my superior." Yeah, fuck off! Fuck I know off. what I'm doing. Um, and so Rush admits that essentially may not be possible for the two of them. Um, but it's the reason Rush ended up here, he says. And Eli asks if he, basically, if you think that if we learn enough out here, mm-hmm. that somewhere out there we could discover how to ascend. Yeah. And after a pause, eventually Rush says just, well, first we have to survive the day. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But I like that 
it's that same concept we were talking about earlier about just like moving through a shit. Yep. Only way out is through. The fire can't hurt, hurt me unless I let it. Just yep. survive the day. On the destiny, Young finds Gru in the gate room on the stairs, and he's Gru's like, that didn't happen. Mm. None of that shit. Yeah, Greer is having a really tough time with this. Yeah. Because he's very much rooted in his reality, which, Mm -hmm. again, respect. It's not like this. He's like, this is where, like, he's very present. Yes. In every moment. And he's like, I'm here alive talking to you. Therefore, that didn't happen. 100%. That's just the reality. 100%. Um, And Young admits, we don't know if it, we don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Greer's like, I never went to that planet. I didn't watch all those people die under my watch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is not your fault. And Greer's like, that's not what I need to hear right now. Yeah. And Young's like, look, the answer right now is simple. We just don't go to that planet. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> Easy fucking enough. And Greer's like, how is this not tearing you up as much as it's tearing me up? <laughs> um, but they don't know what happened. That is true. And right now it's just a story. And Young wants to find out what happened. And Greer's like, cool, you do you. I don't want to know. No, thanks. I don't need to study this. I just need to know that I'm not there now. Bye. Yeah. I mean, fine. Everybody deserves their own way to approach things. Thousand percent. So as Young walks in, Chloe collapses. (laughs) She has just been complaining that her head hurt and the timing... It's three yeah. hours after they came out of FTL. Oh, interesting. Lining up with when people started getting sick on the recording. So that's fun. Yeah. Fucking TJ has to do quick <laughs> logic puzzles here. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So they get her to the infirmary and James is already there getting checked out. It's the same four other people who got sick on the planet are sick now. And the recording says that just under 12 hours later, Volker was the first to die from this. Clock is ticking. So on the planet, in the video still, Greer is... Oh, Greer is teaching Eli how to use... I guess it's an M4 carbide, whatever. Some big ass it's gun. A, it's a giant... Uh, I will machine say... Machine gun? Is sure. it a machine gun? Sure. I um, how I did, should... Look, not that I know about guns in real life, but I've played enough video games where I should fucking know some of these. Um, And so, he, to, to Greer's credit, he's teaching how to use it properly. Teaching him, yeah. like, the proper whatever, the trigger techniques... The, obvi- the only thing I know, do not touch the trigger unless, unless you're ready to pointing use it. at something you want to shoot yeah. at. Um, let's just say Eli did not catch on to the short burst because we're low on ammo part of the lesson. <laughs> I feel like he heard it, but he enjoyed it more than he thought he would because <laughs> that laugh at the end <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, this guy's going to be into guns now. Um, I'm also going maybe start with a smaller gun, but that's fine. Maybe that's all you got right now. Um, I also, listen, I'm not the one who has ever or sees herself ever seeking out how to shoot a gun. Mm -hmm. But if I did, Greer is the type of person I want teaching me. Yeah. He's not fucking around. Yeah. I want to know what everything does. But also, Greer will teach. If you Greer, you want to know what everything does, Greer knows everything about that gun. That's what I mean. He's the right guy. That's exactly. So what... Better to pair it with a lesson on guns, but also a lesson in C4. Yep. This, this I'd be more into. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crafting. It's crafting. Exactly. So Greer goes and drops some C4 down the little sulfur mounds. 
And he saw the critters fly back into there last night. Yeah. Um, so you know they're there. And obviously the best defense is offense. Mm-hmm. And since there's no one here to tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> fire in the hole. Yep. The thing just completely blows up. Crap flies Jesus. everywhere. Yeah. They creep forward, Eli, with that large gun. And there's just bits and pieces of these creatures on the ground. Um, they shoot one that still crawling around mm-hmm. and they're all dead here. So they go and blow up more. E- they're either taking them all out or pissing them the fuck off. You know, at this point, six of one half dozen of the uh-huh. other. What are your other options? Uh, oh uh, yeah. But it's like, let's hope it's the first one. Yeah. Back at the cave, Franklin is slipping away. Very weak pulse. And Greer and Rush come back from trying to dial the Stargate again. They could get a connection, but again, it's unstable. They didn't hear anything from Destiny on the other side. Mm -hmm. They have no clue how to fix it. They have 11 hours left, and they're not yet crazy enough to just try to go through the wormhole anyway. Yeah. Although, looking around at things, maybe they will be soon. Yeah, it's going to get desperate. Not there yet, but it will be. (laughs) Exactly. Rush can't even be assured that the gate is connecting with Destiny or if they would survive the unstable wormhole. Yeah. And TJ, TJ's just like laying down now going, a fire would be nice. <laughs> Poor TJ. And and Greer already looked. There's no dry wood anywhere. Yeah. Because they're Everything just is a drenched and cold and... Yeah. It, yeah. There's nothing worse than cold and wet. No. Yeah. So TJ is just as frustrated on the ship as she was on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more people are showing up and they have so little antibiotics left. If she, only she knew the cause of this. Yep. Uh, Park shows up next and they slowly make their way to this room with all of these bedrolls laid out for everyone. Yeah. Night has fallen on the planet again and everyone's fucking terrified. Uh, the sticks grew set up actually hold flashlights shining out. Yeah. Um, but there's a noise. And lightning flashes, and Greer reminds them, if they see something, don't Kill ask. It. Just shoot it. Yeah. Just shoot, shoot first, it. first, ask questions later. Just shoot it. So they make it as far into the night that one of the flashlights starts to go out. Mm-hmm. And on the Destiny, Eli's like, dude, your Kino has night vision. Yeah. And on the planet, Eli's like, oh shit, my Kino has night vision. Yay. <laughs> but I, I do wish- love that they learn at the same time. He wishes he didn't, mm-hmm. because that's when he sees, oh! creatures around them only one way to find out it's kind of like the don't run a black light at the hotel (laughs) No, you don't actually want to know no you don't you really don't just tell yourself it's clean just pretend Mm -hmm. we're playing pretend that this room is clean we're not gonna look at it it's a rare case where ignorance is bliss yeah sometimes you just gotta go i don't need to know that it's perfectly clean so firefight um eventually Eli's gun catches up and stops firing. We cut to the destiny and just hear the sounds of this battle, and that's when Greer wanders back into the groom. Eli's like, I'm pretty sure we're not making it through this. Yeah, this isn't gonna go well. Um, it is just chaos. It's just chaos. Greer, and it's in like reverse color night vision. Mm-hmm. Um, Greer just barbarian rages. I mean, that's all he can do. This is just war. It, yes. Um, and at one point, TJ shoots down one of the creatures that got past him. Yeah. Um, Rush runs out of bullets and goes into the bag, grabs something, I guess another gun, and just runs into the forest. Yeah. I love how weirdly and 
he's got the insane look of a man who left the trenches who's like i'm just gonna go throw myself at the enemy and fucking go out on an adrenaline high yeah eli just in the video is yelling at rush that he's crazy and on the destiny eli just turns to rush to be like you're crazy you are crazy and uh, rush just shrugs yeah stand by my word (laughs) if the end is coming though yeah if the end is that close, I'm going to go out in a rage of glory. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. I would like to think I'm going to do that. Yeah. On the planet, Eli chases after Rush through the jungle. He falls at one point, flipping the camera out of night vision. Lots of running. Eventually, he finds Rush back at the gate. Um, and he's like, look, someone's got to try this. I've Someone's got to go through the gate. Mm-hmm. I'll radio back if I make yeah. it, if it's safe. And Eli's like, if... Yeah. There's only one way to know. If I stay here, I'm placing certain death. Yeah. Through the gate is a baby death. <laughs> and Rush's just tell he grabs Eli and he tells him for a moment there, I thought we were in trouble. Damn it. And then runs through the gate. And on the ship, Eli like pauses the playback and is like, for a moment, I thought we were in trouble. Yeah. Eli doesn't get it. But Young does. No, because all of his movie tastes are trash. <laughs> That man's never seen Butch Cassidy and no. Sundance Kid. Young has to explain it. Butch's last line is, they ride out to face the Bolivians. Mm-hmm. It's one of Young's favorite, too. Um, not a film I think anyone would assume is full of one of Russia's favorite films, but at least him and Young have something in common. Yeah, that all. part is fun to finally see these two men share things. I think they've come to learn that they have more in common than they don't. They will they never don't. admit it. It's just all of those things that are very outward are so different. Yeah. Um, I have seen this movie. Um, hopefully that may shock many people. Yeah. I haven't. I can't remember. Like, I've seen it, but it's not what I've seen recently. It's not what I've seen recently, but I'm a, I am do really like Robert Redford. Yeah. yeah well, he's not Robert saying Redford. I'm not a Paul Newman fan, but <laughs> I really like Robert Redford. Um, it might be worth going back and watching again. Do it. Eli presses play again. And on the planet, Eli calls out for destiny, but the Stargate just shuts off. Mm-hmm. Eli makes his way back to the cave just in time to see Greer in full rage then the creatures land on him and pour through him and he screams and it's not good it's it looks like Nam out there yeah. it's not good and everyone watches this bit in horror and that's about when TJ calls for Young and Rush yep. from the door TJ focused under the microscope job at hand yes they have a microorganism it's not one they brought back from the jungle planet though mm-hmm. it's one from Hoth yeah. It's in the water supplies from the ice. Mm-hmm. And at the time, three weeks ago, they couldn't see this. It was too small for the microscopes. Yep. But now it's bigger. And now they all have it. But everyone's immune system is a little bit different. So the time it takes to emerge is going to vary. But once it kicks in, it is fast and it's resistant to antibiotics. Basically, we're fucked. Yeah. We're just fucked. Yeah. Grace needs to be the first or last to live. I'm going to go with last. Yeah, I'm going with last too. Yeah, my weird fucked up immune system yeah. is going to make me sit there and scream that everybody's dead. <laughs> You're just going to be Scott yeah. at the end of the episode. Ah! Uh, and for a moment there, I thought we were in trouble, Rush says again, ironically. I do, I do love that he personalizes it a little <laughs> to make it a little fun. He's like, well, Colonel. <laughs> just in case, hey, 
I'm making it clear that I'm making fun of my own joke. <laughs> this sucks. Bye. On the footage, the video again is on its side where Eli fell. Mm-hmm. And we see Scott waking up the next morning in pain, but completely conscious. Yeah. See, my illness is like the bugs. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Okay. Continue. Um, and at first he sees Eli and he takes his helm off. So we have a wider view of the scene and he realizes that Eli is dead. Mm-hmm. We see the wound of the creature on his back shoulder. And then Scott realizes that everyone's dead. Fuck. And that Scott is the only survivor. Yep. And he just... Let's out a primal scream like anyone would do in this situation and breaks down. Yep. On the keynote later, he says, through tears, a little more exposition, Mm -hmm. um, at the sound of a glitching stargate behind him, that Destiny jumps in 45 minutes. Everyone but him is dead. Yep. Um, He was bit and he fell unconscious and he was feeling sick before then, but now he just has the bite pain. He's, it's 28 days later. He's woken yeah. up and all the zombies are here and he's yeah. the only one left. So the gate is broken. He can't reach destiny and he's hoping communications are down, but everyone on the ship is actually fine. And he's going to send this Kino through hoping they'll send him a signal. That that's okay. But if they don't at the end, I'm just going to go through the Stargate yeah. because it's that or death. Mm hmm. So he goes up, he throws the Kino through, um, and it does not show the destiny as it comes and finishes its roll on the ground. <laughs> it is back on the planet yeah. and comes to a stop next to a very dead rush. Yikes. And again, as Eli pauses the playback, he's Things like, are weird. what the actual fuck? What's happening? Yeah. So I also have the theory that... There is no Scott body on that planet. They only find one. Okay. So I'm guessing something happened. So the two, two guesses. Either A, Scott did not end up going through the gate for a few reasons. Whether okay. he was gotten or whether he just chose not to or something. Yeah. Or B, he did come through on that planet and just left that area and is dead somewhere else. I think... Um... I don't think he made it through. That's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because how goddamn terrifying would it be? You came yeah. through and you found just the dead rush and the Kino and you're back on that planet. Maybe he found it and then he just jumped right back through the Stargate again and went, fuck this. <laughs> just kawoosh himself. Yeah. Kawoosh himself right out of there. I mean, given the options, it's at least a very painless way. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Rush recognizes it, that they went back in time. And he leaves the room. Mm-hmm. And everyone follows him to... He's going to make sure the solar flare has, hasn't happened yet. Because that's the only explanation that he knows, and we know of honestly, mm-hmm. for the wormhole to arc backwards or forwards around in time. And he starts explaining it. Concepts that we know from our Stargate history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God for Greer, though, because my brain dumb. Yeah, and it does hurt Eli's and, brain yeah. until he realizes it's just back to the future. And also, yeah. how did he not put that on his list? Yeah, but I appreciate that Greer's like, what? Yeah. Because I'm like, thank you. Somebody say what? And I was like, it's 1969. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally what happened when we watched. Yeah. Yeah. 1969. Got it. I'm here now. 
Um, the us on the Kino, he explains, dropped out of FTL, went to the planet, then the solar flares happened, and the gate travel went hanky. Mm. So Scott thought he was sending the Kino back to the ship, was really sending it into the past long enough enough that Rush's body has completely decomposed. Yeesh. So wait, was Rush always picking up his own skull? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's why I was like, you, it's not York, but you may know him. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was I get it now. Russia's own skull. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, and, yeah, long enough ago that his body completely decomposed, and then they found the Kino sitting there. So that's terrifying. Yeah, that's uh, super normal. So Rush dials the planet to make sure the solar flares haven't happened yet, and they haven't. Mm-hmm. And that's important... Because Rush is pretty sure they have to go back to the planet. Fuck. That's great. Yeah. There's a key part of the video that they're showing TJ. The part where Scott says that besides for the sheer pain of the bite, he's fine. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. And even here on Earth, we test the venoms of all sorts of animals for the antibiotic properties. The venoms of this creature obviously cures this illness. So why Destiny came here? That's why... This is where I would like to explain my immune system. Yes, please go ahead. My immune system that has caused me troubles because it kills things in my body mm-hmm. that it shouldn't. Yeah. Because my immune system just likes to kill things. Of course. Like my pancreas or my thyroid or, yeah. you know, <laughs> items in my bloodstream that yeah. I need. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, important enzymes to existing. Neither here nor there. So my goal is that this overachieving immune system of mine would just be like fucking kill it all yeah kill it everything that's would solid you know what they may (sighs) not if if you had been on the ship they may not have had to kill one of these creatures my immune system is venom yeah exactly yes (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) is your blood ever just acid ate through anything i I should i should check (laughs) i should check it next time so, um, Scott fell into a coma, but he survived. And so Eli is worried that this is a guess. Yeah. Because those creatures are terrifying. And TJ's like, look, the options are or death. <laughs> yeah, we got no better leads, so we're going to go with it. People are going to start dying soon. Yeah. So, and Here Greer's like, I'll go. Young's like, you're not going to go on your own. Like, you're a badass, but Greer is is my favorite in the fact that he's, like, always game. Yeah. I'm always game. I'm here for it. Yep. I'm not here for a long time. Not here for a long time. We're here here for for a good good time. time. Oh, I just had the biggest puppy stretch next to me. Big switch. So Young and Spencer are also getting geared up with Greer. Uh, Scott wants to go, and Young's like, you're already sick. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes anyway. It's good because we need Scott here for the end of the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So look, um, fun. The keynote is showing it's nighttime and it's raining. It would be easier to go when it's daytime, but they can't wait that long. And they have maybe an hour until the solar flare starts fucking with shit. Yep. So they do. <laughs> I love this. I love this. You're like, how many do you need? She's like, I mean, I can probably get away with one, but it does. It is best if it's alive. Yeah. You just capture it? No big. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that. It's it looks like real the, friendly. There was like a video I watched on Imager of this guy trying to put 
a cobra in a bag. <laughs> it's like, I am stressed out watching this. Like, it was a solid three minutes of this man, like, fighting a cobra. Yeah. That was not... It was Angie Noodle. <laughs> Angie Noodle. Yeah. And so onward they go. Um, While they're gone, Eli sits with Chloe in the infirmary. Uh-huh. And TJ's like, look, her pulse is real, real weak. And you need to be prepared for if she doesn't make it. And Eli's like, I'm not hearing this. I don't want to talk to you. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. On the planet, it's disgusting. It's rainy and cold and icky, and Scott is watching the area of the Kino, and everyone is preparing for attack. Yeah. <sighs> Things are shitty everywhere. This next scene, TJ is sitting with James, who just, just died. Fucking. I was so mad. I was like, she's just dead? Yeah, she's just dead. Fuck you guys. She's so... She doesn't get enough credit. No, I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, when Park, who I guess is doing better than she was earlier because she's walking. Sorry, I'm going to hold my joke. Okay. <laughs> Tells TJ that they're out of antibiotics. Yeah. And Eli starts pondering out loud in grief, asking why people wait until times like these to tell people how they feel. Oh, God, TJ. Even TJ is like, she's like, how do I? Don't, I, I feel bad for her. Like. She's just stuck dealing with this. She's like, can you not right now? Yeah. Are you really about to do what I think? Yeah, you yeah. are. You're Eli's like, yeah, I'm going to get into this right now. Uh-huh. So she, he professes oh. that they haven't known each other for long. Oh. But, you know, we, they make each other happy. Talking to Chloe, not TJ. <laughs> and things are better when I'm near her. And that... You know, she doesn't realize how amazing she is. And then he's never had a best friend before. And I'm like, Eli. Oh, God, Eli. And then this is sad. He almost gets out the I love you line. And then he just really needs her to know that he's here for her. Always. I like that she's like, she's dead, bye. <laughs> she died like five minutes ago yeah. before your fucking spiel. He's like, he's like, you better not die. And TJ's like, yeah, she's, she's she dead. She already did that, though. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I should have said something. She may have died mid-spiel. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe your speech killed her. <laughs> she's like, I'm just going to fucking... <laughs> what is, what's that meme out there? Where people are like... I understand the part where Yoda just up and died while he was training Luke Skywalker because I have a two-year-old <laughs> where it's like, I'm just going to fucking die. I there don't is get- so much secondhand cringe. Yeah. Look, listen, David Ooh. Blue acts the shit out of it, okay? Sure, sure, sure. He didn't write this. No, no, no. It's just- I'm going to give it to him, but like... Chloe's like, oh, God, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to die. Fuck Chloe's it. like... I'm just going to die. I... I really like you as a brother. Also interested in her last words. <laughs> I like you as a friend. Dead. Beep. Yeah. I I was going to say, interesting that the two deaths we see are both of the women that Scott fucked. <laughs> Maybe he's carrying the fucking disease. You know, you've heard about Black Widow. Yeah, I'm saying. What you carrying in there, buddy? It's not a condom. <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't, like, how many of those are, are on the ship? No, no, no. 
He's very Catholic, remember? I know. He's a pull-out method. That's what I was like. The ship is full of pull-out <laughs> methods. Because you know other people are fucking on oh, that ship. Everyone fucking. <laughs> There's only so much to do. TJ's like, look, I'm not using any of my antibiotics <laughs> on your venereal diseases. You're fucking live with that. That's your. I'm no. sorry if your f- nose falls off from the syphilis. That's the consequences are, of your own actions. Yeah, you did that. Sorry, this is getting a little heavy. I needed to make it gross. <laughs> <laughs> and to continue the heavy, TJ's out in the hallway, fucking losing it. Yeah, I bet. Don't blame her. Um, and Park comes out with tissues and comfort, and I'm more like, where the fuck did they get tissue? How are there tissues on this ship? <laughs> that's true i didn't think of that like i'll give you a couple ivs i mean she has that in her her back yeah it should have been kit. like a rag like a someone's old t-shirt but or like something. how are there tissues on this ship no yeah you're right so on the planet they aren't seeing the creatures yet it's just it's just darkness and rush radios and them just checking in and then has to pass on the news of all the people that they lost yeah which ending with Chloe is a gut punch to Scott. Yep. Who has to take a while to come back into the moment. And that's when the creatures attack. Yay. We found them. Everything's fine. It's quick and it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Greer's the first to go this time. The episode does the um don't ever see the creatures very well predator thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is way creepier in the dark with the rain and the flashlights. And it's the... just so much scarier if your imagination can build it. Yeah. And so one by one, everyone is taken out by these creatures very violently. Mm-hmm. Um, including Scott just watching one barrow into young. Yeah, fuck. What a shitty way. <laughs> Again, Scott is the last one standing. Uh-huh. And then stands there for a moment before taking the remote and making a run for the gate. Yeah. And he gets there, takes the remote out, starts dialing. Um, Rush sees the Stargate dialing on the ship mm-hmm. and radios young, but hears nothing. Yeah. And this Eli's is the part there waiting. I started yelling at, at Scott. Fucking send it! Send it! <laughs> and on the planet, Scott pulls out Aquino and recaps everything that just happens. Mm-hmm. And if someone is watching this, a solar flare interfered with gate travel, and he sent the Aquino back in time, and he tells them to listen carefully, and tells them everything they know to save everyone on the ship from the disease that's in the water and how to cure it. And more importantly, that you have to come during the first day. The first day. Because they're impossible at night, and by the second day... People are dead. Yeah. So you have to come immediately during the day. The fact that he spends time doing this, waits for the solar flare. Yeah. He basically killed himself in order to send the Skino. Yes. Fucking hell. In order for alternate them not to die. Yeah. God damn it. And you can hear the creatures closing in on Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at the gate. Scott needs to wait long enough for the gate to start fizzing, which it eventually does. And uh, he just tells them they don't have much time and you have to believe me or you're going to die. And that's the end of the episode. God fucking damn it. (laughs) I'm not even going to spend time waiting because I want to watch this episode. I really like this. Let's go to the next one. You can find us on Twitter at Terra Podcasts. You can find us. Well, here's the thing. Do you do you do you do you want to know? It's not really a spoiler. This is literally where that story ends. Oh. We just continue on later damn it so here's the thing and i I I haven't told yeah that's just the end of the episode okay there was no to be continued oh damn it okay 
You just have the off-camera assumption that they got the Kino when they went to the plant. There was then <gasps> two Kinos there. Whoa. And they fixed everything. My mind is a little bit blown right now. Which I appreciate because I like that um, trust that the audience would figure that out. I do love the continuation of this. Like, this show has no breaks. It is a freight train. Yeah. Um. So there's one thing that I haven't necessarily told you that also exists at the time, and that's okay. mainly because I couldn't... There's not an easy way to see all of them. Okay. I know... I think they might all be on YouTube, but it's hard to get... Um, at the time... On the next episode, things. Well, no, what they did in... You know, this was 2009. Okay. You know, so if you think about Lost was up at this time, too. Yeah. They had these tiny Kino webisodes. Oh, cool. And so they had been going on, and they, they're kind of littered around, and you didn't really know where in the timeline they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so there is actually one that does confirm that... The our crew, so this whole episode was with an alternate timeline crew. Right. Our crew, which we never see in this entire episode, is the crew that gets the final kino. They go. They get. They find two kinos on the planet. Oh. They find the one that's fully loaded. Yep. With all the original footage next to skeleton of uh, Rush. Yep. And then they find the second kino, the, the one that Scott just sent that through. Scott just sent through that goes. Pay attention to that shit later. Come here during the day. Get yeah. the creature. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. Nice. Okay, fine. I'm yeah. not so mad. <laughs> Everything's fine. But I the, do like the episode. The next episode is called Life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, send us your top five desert yeah. islands. Send us your desert islands movie list. Uh, probably to the email. <laughs> which is Tara Let's podcast be no there's <laughs> no place like Tara at gmail.com uh, uh, like us rate us review we got swapped it yep like us rate us review us wherever you listen uh, we love you and we'll see you next week bye okay bye <laughs>